Welcome to another Adventure Mechanic Side Quest. It's me, Chandler. Today I wanted to talk about something very important to do as a game developer, but many don't actually do. I'm talking about always having your game in a playable state. Sure, a lot of game developers usually have a version ready, but then they fall back on, oh, this isn't the latest version, or just wait until you see the new version I'm working on, whenever somebody asks them about their game in development. I'm not immune to this either. If you take a look at my itch.io page, you'll notice that the latest version of Cartographer is from June 2021, a full two years ago. That's not a great look, honestly. What can I do to remedy this? By always having my playable prototype up to date and ready for feedback. Let's get a talk about how to have a playable prototype ready for playtesting at all times. Right now, Cartographer is in exactly the same state I said it should not be in. The features that I've been working on are in various states of completion, from half-baked to barely mixed together, to say nothing of even touching the oven. That's not a great in terms of being presentable, is it? No one wants to play with unexplained features or grapple only partially implemented functions that are supposed to make the core of a game. And because of that, there my last version sits, unloved and unplayed. Players that go into development want to be part of the game development journey, not anxiously waiting for a new build that may or may not ever come. That means I need to get a new build out and ready. But what will be going into this new build? Or more succinctly, how will I determine what goes into that update? Let's take a short aside and talk about that. There's a number of schools of thought of what should go into updates, ranging from a constant rolling update train to a well-curated semi-annual release event. It's up to you to decide your release schedule, but have an idea for how big you want your updates to be. Are you early on in development, where each feature is big and groundbreaking and you need to have that new feature given proper attention and bug fixing? Or are you later in the development cycle, where it's content time and production can take a while to get everything just so? That'll determine whether or not you want to cut off features of your builds then. Obviously, earlier in the cycle means you want attention on your idea, and making each new build each time you get a new feature mocked up and ready to be played with may help you start building out an audience and testers. Be careful when doing this, though. As I mentioned in my talk about getting feedback, everyone will want to suggest a change, many of which will end up either radically changing your game or making it objectively worse. You need to be confident in your feature design and show people playing your build your vision, not giving them a blank slate to project their desires onto. If you aren't sure about a feature and need time to explore it more, do not include it in your build. If, on the other hand, you want some more eyes on it for whatever reason, wrap it up into a build and start looking for feedback. That's the fun part of game design. You can get feedback on it and see where it takes you. As you move further into production and hopefully have all your features fleshed out, if not complete, you may end up having to wrap your builds around content instead. This is both exciting since you're marching towards the completion point of the game and terrifying. It's all about that content. Is that going to be enough for this release? Did you put enough into it to satiate your audience's need for content while not expending everything on one update? In this context, I'm thinking of a particular character's story arc, especially if it requires many pieces to be in place before you can have it all revealed. In that case, it may make more sense to break that arc into smaller pieces that can be mixed up with maybe some of the other pieces that you're working on as they are completed and have that arc follow production that way. It's going to be up to you to try and figure out how to handle that Gordian knot if you decide to chunk it up like this. Planning out content releases ends up being a lot harder, at least for me. 
Looking at my games, though, that's probably not surprising. I haven't done a lot in terms of narrative games, so that makes sense. These aren't the only ways to divide up how you make a release, but these are merely useful ways I suggest on how to structure them. Now that we've looked at how to parse builds, why would we want to have one ready at all times? You want to be able to give your game at any point to somebody at a moment's notice. Think of it as preparing for success. If you get an opportunity to showcase your game and potentially get feedback or build on a fan base, why would you want to show off your older stuff? It's not fair to your game or to the audience if you're giving them an older version that doesn't show off the latest thing that you've been working on. Granted, I've said that there's going to be some compelling cases where you don't want to include everything in a build, but that doesn't mean you should be holding back on doing a build that best reflect the current state of your game. If you feel that one feature you've been working on is far enough along to showcase, spin up a build. Worst case scenario, it's not quite what you want and you get some unhelpful feedback. Even then you can get more eyeballs on your game, whether it's ready or not for prime time. There's another reason to have your game ready to be played at a moment's notice. I don't know about you, but every time I fire up my latest version of the game, it makes me want to work on it more. And when you're in that content minds making yet another quest mission or whatever it is dragging you down, that little extra bit of motivation may be exactly what you need to get over that particular hump. I'm not going to say that's going to work for you every time, but that one time that it does work and prevents you from quitting and starting up another game is a success in my book. And if you've stuck with me in these rants, you'll know that I want to get more games across the finish line and developers moving on to their next one. At the end of the day, being able to show your work with pride may be enough to keep you chiseling away at that proverbial block and exposing the sculpture that is your game. I'm waxing a bit poetic, so let's get back to the talk at hand. The last reason you really want your game to be always playable is to be prepared to show it off whenever there's a good chance to do so. You don't want to be caught flat-footed and miss out on showcasing your game when the ideal opportunity arises. In the same vein, sometimes opportunities will present themselves for you to be the first in the door to have your game reviewed or plugged. With a hit-based industry like gaming, each and every opportunity you fail to capitalize will potentially limit your game's reach when it comes to release to the public. And that means your game is to hit the well of obscurity along with a mountain of other games from equally talented people. Seriously, if you want to look at your favorite genre on itch.io and scroll for a while, you'll see that games that absolutely deserve to be recognized, but aren't for one reason or another. Make sure your game doesn't fall into that same well and have that same fate by making sure that you're ready to show the latest version playable at all times. And on that note, I'm going to be releasing another version of Card Targeter at the same time this episode goes live. It's a current snapshot of everything that I have sufficiently done up until this point. There's a number of things missing, obviously, but it includes things like a basic NPC that'll wander around, and a proof-of-concept conversation system that you can have with that NPC to progress the game a little bit further, and a few other things that I'm not going to mention. Go take a look! You can find it on my itch.io page, jcceron.itch.io. If you want to leave a comment, suggest a topic, or something else, you can post them to our website, theadventuremechanics.com. This has been The Adventure Mechanics, and I'm Chandler. I'll talk to you next time. The intro and outro music are excerpts from Plinian, retro gaming version, royalty-free. Music provided and produced by Lone Peak Music. Link in the description.